All right, well, let's continue in First uh, John chapter 2. We're up to verse 7. We'll read verses 7 through 11. It's verses 7 through 11 of 1 John chapter 2. Say this in the Word of God. Brethren, that'd be us. Amen. That'd be us. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which he had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we just praise you and worship you and glory in you. And Lord, we're glad that you're good, and you're good to us all the time. And Lord, uh, Lord, right now, uh, it doesn't matter what's going on in our life, we have reason to praise you and worship you and glory in you and boast in you and magnify you and, uh, Lord, allow you to have the preeminence in our life, the preeminence in uh, every situation and circumstance, dear God. We can just trust in you and lean on you and abide in you. And Lord, I'm so glad for that, uh, dear God, amen, that we can just, uh, uh, Lord God, rest, amen, under the shadow of the mighty rock, dear God. And I'm glad that our rock is not like their rock, amen, but we've got the true rock, the living rock. And uh, Lord, we just got so much, dear God, that we could uh, worship you for this morning. And uh, Lord, just uh, thank you for that. And Lord, I'm glad we start off, praise him, praise him. And uh, Lord, may that be what's uh, going on in our heart, even if it's not uh, uh, going on in our lips right now, in our heart, dear God. We're worshiping you and abiding in you. Now, Lord, I pray again you'd help us. Lord, you know who's listening or who here that might need to be saved. We even think of the children that back uh, there with Sister Wendy. God, uh, we want to see children get saved at the youngest age possible, uh, dear God, and then walk with you all the days of their life. Dear God, bless our uh, young people and protect them. Lord, we pray for those that are sick among us. Lord, we think of the McLeans. We think of Sister Carpenter and uh, Sister Sarah and my wife and others, dear God. You're a good hand of grace upon them. Lord, we pray for the Pitt family and the Wood family with the passing of loved ones recently. Uh, continue to help uh, those and touch those hearts and give them grace and uh, comfort. Lord, there's been unspoken requests. And Lord, I'm glad, uh, dear God, that you know all about it. And Lord, we can even pray for those. So Lord, uh, give people what they need through your word and through your spirit. And again, in everything, may you get the glory and use it to build your local church in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, just a sign. I was talking to Sister Pitt yesterday. Continue to pray for them, and you know her brother-in-law passed away. But uh, you know, yesterday I was calling her, and yesterday was her birthday. But it was also her sister's birthday. <laughs> her and her sister were born on the same day, two years, uh, uh, two years apart. I thought, well, that's it's always fun when stuff like that happens in a in a family. So she said she celebrated her birthday with her family the other day, and she was going over yesterday. Amen. For our, her sister's birthday, to be encouragement to her. So I thought that was uh, a nice thing. So we look at these verses, and again, each time we look at a group of these verses, we see words that are sort of repeated. And of course, here we see uh, the word commandment uh, 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 in here. And of course, again, these verses just continue to show us more evidence, more evidence that He is in you and working in you. And of course, here it talks about that commandment. The word commandment is repeated 
uh, several times. It's important to understand something a command, uh, about a commandment. Well, just look at the word commandment. What word do you see in there? You see the word command. <laughs> well, that tells you right there uh, what it has to do. A commandment is just a, a charge given and backed by authority. So it's a, it's a charge that God gave us, and it's backed by his authority. And when you remember, when we see God's commandments, it's not a suggestion. Amen. It's not an option or a rule to maybe ponder, but it's something that God expects of us. God expects of us. You know, we know just because we're done away with the law, but God still has some commandments. God still has a standard uh, that he wants to see uh, in our in our life. And it's kind of uh, interesting. It almost sounds like the, these verses are confusing. Sometimes you see verses like that. You're like, well, what's he saying? He says old commandment, new commandment, same commandment from the beginning. And he's talking about the same, the same thing. Well, is it an old commandment or is it a new commandment? I mean, what's going on here? Well, we know it's an old commandment, right? Because it's given in, uh, the, it's given in the Old Testament, given in the law. Leviticus 19, 18 says this. Thou shalt not avenge... Uh, uh, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. So we see, hey, uh, way back then, you know, we were commanded to love one another. And it talks about it in other places in the Old Testament as well. And then he goes on to say here again, verse seven, brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, which is an old commandment. We see that it's in Leviticus and other places in the Old Testament. But then it says, which he had from the beginning, Right. But then the old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Of course, the beginning of the time that they walked with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave that commandment. He says Christ gave it during his earthly ministry. Here's an example. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. So uh, uh, so in one sense, it's not a new commandment. Commandment, in other words, because it was there, but there's something new about it. There's something new about it. And what's new about the commandment? Well, it's it's incarnation. That is, the setting of the commandment is new. Why? Because the church was something new. Notice what it says there in verse 8: a new commandment I write unto you, which is true in him. Look at this and the statement, and in you. And in in you. That is what makes it a new commandment. Amen. Because before it was given to God's people in the context of uh, Israel as a nation, right? And uh, 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 the law there. But now it's given in the context of a born again child of God. Amen. With the indwelling spirit, right? As we are the body of Christ. So now, amen, it's not just a commandment that's out there that we got to try and follow, but it's in us. Amen. He put that in us. So the context of it is new, if you will. And I like that statement. Look at that statement in verse eight, which says, which thing is true. Look at this in him and in you. Boy, I like, I was looking up, I was meditating on that statement uh, uh, the last couple of days, and I like that statement, which is true in him and in you. And I said, you know what, that is a wonderful statement, that something that is true in him, think about that, something that is true in him is also true in you. And that's what we want as believers. What do we want? What's true in Jesus Christ it's true in us. That's what being a Christian is. 
Amen. You want to know what a definite of a Christian? We know being Christ-like. Well, if you're being Christ-like, then that means as a believer, whatever is true about Jesus Christ, whatever is true in Jesus Christ is true about you and in you. So, amen. Uh, he was the perfect. He said, love as I loved you. Right. And he loved with perfect uh, uh, love. And, uh, you know, I, I say that all the time. You could not tell when Jesus walked the earth, you could not tell who he loved more because there was nobody that he loved more. I've said this before, uh, 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 you know, uh, he, people could walk up to him and he showed love. We'll, we'll notice that. You see, John understood Christ's love because when John talked about himself in his writings, what did he say? He referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He understood. Now, here he is. He's telling us, hey, we need to love like Christ loves. And he understood how Christ loved because he referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. An example of that is John 21, 7, where he said, therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter. When that, what, a, what a great uh, a title. So what's your name? What, John? You have any nickname? Yeah, the disciple whom Jesus loved. <laughs> Amen. Uh, what, you know, I guess if he was alive today, that'd be his Twitter, right? At, contact me at the disciple whom Jesus loved. Amen. And uh, he liked that. Hey, what a wonderful title. What a wonderful thing uh, uh, to think about. And the thing is, we can say that uh, 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 too. And so we, that should be our desire. Say, oh, Lord, you saved me. And I want to be a testimony I should be as a Christian. And so, Lord, what is true about you, what is true in you, I want to be true in me. I want to learn to love as you loved. Again, uh, now G John referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. But, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you could be watching uh, 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 Jesus from a distance and John could walk up to him. You'd watch him interact with John and say, man, he really loved that guy. But then Judas could walk up to him and you'd say, man, he really loved that guy. See, you can't tell who Jesus loves more. You can tell who loves Jesus more. Now you can say, boy, he really loved that guy, but it seemed like the other guy loved him more. <laughs> but it looks like he loved them the same. And that's a, a, a wonderful thing. There's nobody, amen, that God loves. You can look at that and say, there's nobody God loves more than you. And you can look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, there's nobody God loves more than me. And that is a true and wonderful statement. And, you know, how many times you see, think about the, uh, 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 the rich young ruler, right? He walked up to Jesus and what's he say? He, now, here he is, right, uh, trying to ask questions about Jesus. And really, it seemed like he didn't have any intention in fulfilling them. I don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, he, I think he walked away sad. But it, it said, what did it say? It said, Jesus beheld him and what? And loved him. Jesus beheld him and loved. So he loves those even that he knows aren't going to obey him. Uh, he loves them uh, the same. And so uh, these verses are talking about how we should love. John 13, 35 says this, by this, right? Now, uh, we read some verses about by this we know we're children of God, right? We looked at some verses uh, the last couple weeks that through this we know that we are children of God. But look, this says, by this shall men know that you're my disciples if ye have love one to another. Now, thank God we know we know him. Amen. When, hey, I'm glad I know that I know. I'm glad that in my heart uh, there is no doubt. Amen. To the very depths of my uh, uh, soul and the very fiber of my being, I know that I'm saved. I know that if I died right now to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, I know I have eternal life. I'm glad I know that. 
But you know what? And God said, I'm glad you know that. But you know what? It'd be nice for some other people to know it too. Amen. It'd be some, uh, nice for some people to see that about you, you know, to see that in your life. And one way they can know it is the way by which you love. Now look at uh, verse 8 here says, A new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you. Boy, you, you just take that statement and make that a prayer this week. Lord, again, what's true in you, I want to be true in me. And that includes your love. Teach me to love like you love. And you know, that's what drives, that's what drives a, 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 a disciple. I told you when I first went to Bulgaria, they couldn't believe that I came. They're like, oh, why, why you come here? <laughs> you are American. Why? I want to go to America. They'd always say, I want to go to America. Why you want to come here? And I'd say, oh, well, let me tell you, because there's a God that loves me. There's a God that saved me. And when he saved me, the Bible says God so loved the world. So that included Bulgaria. And so some of that love he had for Bulgaria, he put in my heart. Amen. And he said, go share uh, my love with them. And so it's his love. That, you know what the Bible says? The love of God constraineth us. And, uh, you know, we go those places because we love and we care about them. We want them to be saved. You know, uh, when Sharon and I were on that island of uh, Savunga, you know, there were some of them older Eskimos. They didn't like they didn't like, you know, us, as they said, us white guys, us Americans coming there. You had to have permission to be on that island. And I, a couple of times I'd go in the store and there were a couple of them older ones and they'd, you know, so I'd just go up and start talking to them, you know? And they, you know, like, you know, they're like, you know, one of them got talking to me, he's like, he had, I don't know if he's trying to show up in front of the other guys or what, but he said, you know, you know, basically said to me, you know, I wish you'd just get out of here. I'd say, well, you know, I'd be glad to leave. It's your fault I'm here. That's what I told him. I said, you know, hey, I, hey, I'm away from my wife right now. I'm away from my family. I said, I got my daughter here. I said, you know, I'd be glad to go home. I said, but the only reason I'm here is because of you. I said, it's your fault that I'm here. You see, because God loves you and he wants to save you and he wants you to hear the gospel. And so somebody had to come to this island and tell you that. Amen. And so right now the Lord has me here to tell you that and to show you his love. And so if you'd get saved, I could go home. So if you really want me to go home, then you just yield to God and get saved. I said, that's what I told you right there in the store. I said, so don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself because it's your fault that I'm here or that somebody has to be here. Amen. So if you just get saved, amen, if everybody on this island just gets saved, then we could, you know, go home and be with our families and you'd have somebody here, amen, to give the gospel. And he, he didn't know what to do with that, but I hope it made him, I hope he made it think. So next time somebody uh, 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 challenge you. That's what I've told people that I was working with. Oh, you know, why don't you just, if heaven's so good, why don't you just go home? I'd say, well, I'd like to, but I can't. It's your fault that I'm not in heaven yet, right? Because God wants you to be saved. If you get saved, maybe we could get out of here. So if you don't get mad, get mad at yourself. You're the one holding me up. Amen. If you'd hurry up and get saved, we'd get out of here. So it's your fault. Amen. So, you know, just turning the tables on them. Just turn uh, the table. Because it's true, isn't it? It's true. The only reason we're here is so people can get saved. The only we're here is to show the love of Christ, amen, amongst ourselves and then to the lost and dying world. It says there in verse uh, 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 8 again, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. A guy asked me yesterday, he was talking to me, he said, I need some help. I said, my, I'm trying to witness to a friend of mine. He's an atheist. And so I told him, I gave him my phrase. I said, well, tell him he's got something in common with God. You know, he don't believe in God. God doesn't believe in atheists. And then tell, just look him in the eye and say, there's no way you can be an atheist. There's no way a man can be an atheist. 
Because the Bible says the fool has sin in his heart. He can't believe in his heart. Because John chapter 1, it says, The light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So he's got that light in him. And life is the light of men, right? So that life is a light to him. And so there's no way he can be an atheist, right? He can believe, and then all of a sudden, his, he, he runs into a life. He runs into something God put in him that says there's something bigger. And so he can't close the gap and have full assurance in what he believes. A born-again child of God is the only person in the world or the only people in the world that can close the gap and have full assurance 100% in what they believe. Nobody else can have 100% assurance in what they believe. They might say, oh, I got 60% said it, because they can't close that gap. Because there's a gap of, that God put in there that can't be closed except by him. We're the only ones in the world that can have 100% assurance in what we believe, amen, when God steps into our life. And so since we have that assurance, amen, we want people to see that we know that we have it, but God wants us to reveal to other people that we have it so that they can desire it. So the darkness is past, right? Amen. We've been delivered from darkness, right? First Thessalonians 5, 5, you're all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Ephesians 5, 8, for you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light. Walk as children of light. And that's what these verses are telling us in first John 2. How do we walk as children of light? How do we do that? Well, we do that by showing forth Christ's love in and through our life. You see, the struggle between light and darkness, right, is a struggle between a life of self and about self or a life of devotion to the Lord. So we want people to see that love. Verse 9, he that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. You see, we're saved. And just as light and darkness can't coexist, love and hate can't go coexist in the same heart. <laughs> can't happen, amen? We've got love in us now. That needs to take over because there's a consequence, amen, when we don't love like we should. Verse 10 says this, He that loveth his brother and abideth in the light, Look, and there's none occasion of stumbling him. What a wonderful thought that is. When we walk the way we're supposed to walk, when we walk in the light of Christ and the love of Christ, amen, there's none occasion of stumbling in him. John 15, 10 and 15, 12 say this. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 12, this is my commandment. Here's again, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And of course, how did he love us? How does he love us? Amen. With pure love. There's nothing you can do to make God not love you. Amen. Because he wills to love you. He doesn't love, you know, we say, we, say, we say things to people, you know, oh, you know, I love this about you and I love that about you. I mean, we, you know, hey, uh, uh, you know, he, you, you find things, a reason to love him or her or whatever it is, amen, or your children, amen. God, hey, listen, <laughs> when we were lost, there was nothing in us worth loving. He just made a decision, I'm going to love you. And like I told you, that man asked me one time, he said, uh, Brother Stewart, I can't understand why God loves me the way he does. I said, he can't help himself. He's just being himself, amen. God is love, and he has willed to love you. And since he's willed to love you, it doesn't matter what you do or what you've done, he is still going to love you because he made that decision. He made that decision. And so, we, you know, the problem is we, 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 we look for reasons to love people. No, we have to make the decision, amen, 
Christ saved me. Christ changed my life. He loved me when I was unlovable. And I have to make a decision that I am going to love as he loves. So I have to, I have to will. And that's what he willed to love us. And so, listen, if we look for reasons uh, uh, to love people or not love people, we could find them. Believe me, there's plenty of reasons not to love Jeff Stewart. Amen? So I, I can't look at Brother uh, Burgess and say, hey, just because he was Air Force or whatever the case might be. I say, hey, despite his weaknesses, I love him. I got to love him as my brother. Amen? Despite those things. Amen? I got to make that decision. I make that decision. Through Christ's love, I will. Amen? To love my brothers and sisters, and will to love a lost and uh, dying world as he loved. You see, same way he did. If we do what he did, we will have what he had. And that is our goal. What was true in him, we want to be true in us. It says there'll be no occasion of stumbling. What does that word stumbling mean? That means to stumble, a cause of ruin, a cause of ruin, something to ruin our testimony. Right? Uh, ruin us morally or spiritually. That word stumbling actually means this, the trigger of a trap, which leads to entrapment. Like you, 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 set, a, you set a trap for an animal, right? You put that box up there and you put that little stick with a string on it or whatever, right? And that, or what it is they hit? That thing they hit and then it entraps them? That's what it's talking about, amen? We trip over something and then the devil or what we get entrapped. But the Bible says, listen, if we're walking the way we ought to walk and loving the way we ought to love, there's none occasion for stumbling in us. You see, we don't have to worry about being entrapped. So he that, that says, in him is none occasion of stumbling. You see, of course, you normally stumble in the dark. But when the light of love shines bright in your heart and life, it protects you from stumbling on the inside. And that's what it's talking about. Stumbling on the inside where failure begins. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Amen. Nothing will cause them to stumble. You see, right decisions, when we make right decisions, like a right decision is to say, hey, I will to love my brothers and sisters in Christ. I will to love, amen, those that are lost and reach them. I will, amen, to show the love of Christ through my life. That's a right decision. And when we make right decisions, you know what that does? That gives more light to make more right decisions. Amen. And that's how we keep moving forward on the right path without stumbling. And that, amen. I like that statement. Right decisions give more light to make more right decisions. Proverbs 4, 18 and 19 say this, but the path of the just is as the shining light, which look at this, which shineth more and more under the perfect day. And that's what should be happening in our life, amen? More and more. Why? Because we're growing in Christ, amen? The knowledge of Christ and in Christ, amen? And we're becoming a better witness. Verse 19, the way of the wicked is his darkness, and they know not at what they stumble. At what they stumble. They can't see. And we'll see that. It says that here in 1 John. So either life can be brighter and brighter or darker and darker. It can either be a path that can be clear and clearer 
are more and more confusing because you can't see uh, 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 your way. See, an exciting truth is that Christ is seeking souls, right? He came to seek and to save that which is lost. Well, how does he seek souls today? Well, he seeks them through us, amen? We're his hands and his feet. His light and love enables us to speak how we ought to speak. Christ and through Christ in you and through you. You see, this, 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 the saying that's true in him should be true in us. So Christ in you, amen, as you interact with other people, he's tender, he's merciful, he's compassionate, amen, and he wants us to be that way through us. You see, the light shines in us. I like this. The light shines in us to help us obey the truth. And then the light shines through us to help us convey the truth to others. So it says there'll be none occasion of stumbling. So if somebody's walking in the light and walking in the love, right, then there's no occasion of stumbling to him. So, well, then the opposite is true. If they're not walking in the light, and they're not walking in the love, and they're not loving their brother the way they should, there is occasion for stumbling in them. Lack of loving as a believer can trigger entrapment and lead to ruin, again, morally and spiritually. We see those that happen to it. 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19 says this, Holding faith and a good conscience which some, having put away concerning faith, look at this, have made shipwreck, have made shipwreck. How did they, how did their testimony, amen, become a shipwreck? Well, you go back up to verse 5 and 6 of 1 Timothy, and it says this. Now, the end of the commandment is what? Charity out of a pure heart. We know that's love. Charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. So uh, the, the new commandment, the great commandment, the end of the commandment, amen, is to love like Christ love, right? And what happens when we don't? Verse 6, from which some having swerved. What do they swerve from? Having a pure heart of love, having a good conscience, having faith in faith. They swerved and what? And turned aside unto vain jangling. They got sidetracked. They got sidetracked, Right? They swerved, and that word swerve means to deviate in a spiritual sense. And it's this, it's not that they missed the goal, it's that they ended up seeking the wrong goal. That's the problem. They ended up seeking the wrong goal. They wrecked because they were focused on the wrong thing. And so look at what it says happens in verse 11. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness, and look, notice the statement, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness has blinded eyes. You see, if we're walking in love and we're walking light, we know where we're going. We can see the path. It groweth, it groweth, it groweth clearer uh, more and more. The way grows brighter and brighter more and more. But when we're not loving the way we should, when we don't have in our heart what we should, what? Then we know not whither we goeth, and darkness has blinded our eyes. King Saul is a good example of that. I, when I was thinking about this, I thought about King Saul in the Old Testament. You know, uh, how he turned on David. That's a good example of darkness, of hate, getting in the heart, a heart that was once ruled by love. We forget that at one time, Saul loved David. 
There was a time that Saul loved David. It says this in 1 Samuel 16, 21. And David came to Saul and stood before him. And it says this about Saul and David. It says he, Saul, loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. So at one time he had love for David. But like Saul, amen, when you, when, when, when you let uh, love be removed and hate come in, you never know where you end up if hate rules your heart instead of Christ's love. Saul was blinded by hate and jealousy toward David, right? And the sad thing is that David was his most loyal citizen, right? And he turned on him. And what happened? His heart was full of bitterness and darkness. Jeremiah 13, 16 says this, Give glory to the Lord your God before he caused darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains. And while ye look for light, he turned into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness. And that's what happened. Saul's life ended in gross darkness and in a terrible death. Amen. And his heart full of heart of hate and bitterness. The life of living in the light is a life of dying to self and giving of yourself in service to God and others. Boy, I tell you, love is so much better than hate. Amen. Amen. Uh, 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 love is so much better uh, than bitterness. You know, I won't pursue, but you've heard me talk about how God uh, changed my heart as a young man. I had a heart of hate in it. I had a heart of uh, 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 bitterness uh, in my heart. Boy, one day God took that away from me. Amen. God uh, took that away from me and changed my heart. And boy, I tell you, love and joy feel so much better than hate and bitterness. It's so much better when the light and love of God Amen. Fills your heart uh, than hate and bitterness. And so just to dying to self and giving yourself through the love of God to serve him and others. There's a Bible principle. Amen. When we are in tune with God, we'll be in tune with God's people. Why do I love the people of God? Amen. Uh, why do I love, amen, uh, this church? Because I love my God. Amen. amen. I love God. Amen. And the overflow of my love for God is loving his people and loving others, wanting to bring joy to his heart. Amen. How do I, as part of wanting to bring joy to others' hearts. So when we are in tune with God, we will be in tune with God's people. So here's a good question. If you're out of tune with God's people, that should tell you something, amen, about whether you're in tune with God. You know, it'll talk about that later in this book. When you are in love, it's sort of like this. When you're in love with the Father, you'll be in love with the family. Amen. I'd feel funny if somebody say, Amen, uh, Brother Stewart, I really like you. I think you're a great guy, man. Da, 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 da. And then mistreat my family. I'd say, Oh, that doesn't line up. Amen. That doesn't line up. Hey, uh, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you see a nice family and all them, amen, what's the, what's the best way to bring joy to a father's heart is be a blessing to his, be a blessing to his children. Do something for his children. Romans 13, 8 says this, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Owe no man anything but to love one another. A lot of times when we think of debt, we think of money. But no, we, 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 we have a debt or an obligation, amen? I am obligated to love. And you know what? I, I like to pay my debts. Hey, you know what? It, it, I, 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 it's a joy for me to love the people of God, amen? It's a joy for me to care about the people of God. It's a joy for me. 
Amen. Uh, 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 to, to pray for you. Everyone, I can say before Lord, this morning, uh, 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 amen, uh, this morning, I, 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 before I came to church, you know what? I, I called every one of your names before uh, the Lord. And you know what? That was a joy as I, as I called your name before uh, the Lord, as I try to do every morning. Amen. Call your name before the Lord and think about how you're starting your day or whatever and pray about things that you've told me going on in your life. You know what? Uh, I don't think, oh, man, I got, oh, man, I got stuff to do. Uh, but I got to stop and pray for uh, man, the church members. Oh, no. Uh, that's why I, I, I try to get up early. That's why I got to have that cup of coffee, amen, to help me uh, uh, remember. But that's, that's a joy. But, they, they, but you see, you say, oh, you're bragging. No, no, no. I told somebody this. When I tell stories, you may sound like I'm, but I'm not. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on Jesus. Amen. Because he, I would, that would not be in my heart unless he put that in my heart. I would not care about what's going on in your life. It's not because I'm a good guy. It's because God is good. That's why. And he put that in my heart. So, hey, if there's anything good in my heart, it's Jesus Christ. So when we brag about doing things, we're bragging on Jesus because that would not be there. That love would not be there. That care would not be there if Jesus Christ hadn't put it there. You see, because what's true in him, amen, I want to be true in me. You know what Jesus did this morning? He didn't have to get up. He was already up. He needed to slumber sleep. But you know what? He prayed for you this morning. Amen. He was interceding for you this morning and said, oh, is that what he's doing? Well, what's true in him, I want to be true in me. So I'm going to get up and intercede for the people of God. Because what's true in him, I want to be true in me. Well, if you get nothing else this morning, get that thought. What's true in him and in you. Say, Lord, this week I'm going to just take that verse and I'm going to pray that every day. Lord, in my life, what's true in you, I want to be true in me because that's what a Christian is. A Christian is somebody who what's true in him is true in and through their life also. I have a debt to love these people. You know what? I want to pay my debt this week. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put it on auto pay, right? Auto pay. You know, we, you know sometimes you got to, oh, you got to consciously pay that bill. But if you put it on auto pay, you don't have to. It just automatically comes out. And that's what our debt to one another should be on auto pay. We went out there, oh, I'm going to church. Better put my smile on. Better put my love on. Oh, man, where'd I, where'd I put that love of Christ? I know it's around here somewhere, right? No, uh-uh. Should be on auto pay. Amen. You see, you're not afraid to put something, you're not afraid to put your bills on auto pay if you already know there's enough money there to take care of them. Now, if you're worried about there not being enough money there, then you may not put it on auto pay. Say, so, well, let's check the account before we pay that bill. Amen. Well, if your heart's full of the love of Christ, you know there's enough in there, amen, that you can put love and others on auto pay, right? You can automatically do it, amen, because that love will just continue to flow from Christ towards others. So let's get that thought this morning. Amen. What's true in him, let it be in us and the love of Christ. We need God's light to give us wisdom to make right decisions. Amen. As we make right decisions, that opens the door to continue. Amen. To make right and live right. We need to understand that Jesus Christ shines in us to give us light so that we might again walk in obedience to his commands. Realize that Christ can live through us and express his love through us. Amen. But of course, we die to self that he might live. Show that life becomes darker and darker when we do not walk in the light that God gives and do not live in obedience to his commands. And so, listen, you find yourself stumbling. Well, maybe uh, you need to turn on the light. Amen. Right. What do you do when you get up in the morning? You start stumbling around till you turn the light on. 
Well, you look at your Christian life and say, well, does my Christian life seem to be going smooth? That doesn't mean everything in my life's right, but I mean as far as my relationship seems to be going smooth. Well, if not, amen, maybe you need to turn the light, amen, and uh, include some of that love as well. A good challenge for our hearts this week. Let's pray.